Being a new mom is hard. We get it. It's easy to feel alone, but we know that's never how God intended it. So we want to welcome you to The Motherhood. If you need professional parenting advice, clinically proven data, or study-based evidence, please let us know where to find it. Because here at The Motherhood, we focus on sharing experiences, offering encouragement and understanding, but most importantly, friendship. We're here to do motherhood together. Welcome back to The Motherhood. I'm Riley. I'm Bethany. And today we are actually picking up right where we left off. This is a actually like part two mm-hmm. to our mom controversies or mom traversies, if you will. So clever. <laughs> um, but basically, we just talked and talked and talked about vaccines um, on the previous episode and then realized like, oh, we should probably break this up or it's yeah. going to be a really long episode. Mm-hmm. So if you have not heard part one... Definitely give it a listen. I think we can um, kind of spark some thoughts and hopefully get you thinking on vaccines. Not that you should or shouldn't, which segues right into today's episode. Mm -hmm. Again, as always, (laughs) we are not professionals, so take everything you hear with the grain of salt that it Mm -hmm. deserves. Um, But today we're going to dabble into sleep training, Mm -hmm. maybe some discipline, um, maybe even baby eating like I know you want to do a whole episode on baby food solid stuff Mm -hmm. but like I just feel like these are things that you see on Instagram or hear about watch a TikTok on whatever and they get you thinking like holy cow sleep training could be terrible for a baby or oh my gosh should I do baby lead weaning and so yeah we just want to open the door and have a friendly conversation on our take on some of these hot topics in motherhood yeah and I was kind of thinking even after we recorded part one of this series and about the vaccines and everything I was just kind of thinking how it's kind of sad that like even within motherhood, like I think these topics are kind of controversial even outside of motherhood, but like it's kind of sad that they are controversial or that like within motherhood, there there are things that can really divide moms, you know, Mm -hmm. and people in general. But As if we're not all working toward the same goal. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I was just kind of thinking how sad it is that like, you know, people get in like fights over these topics and things like that and I get you can have like strong beliefs and opinions but like I hate that again these are things that like divide people yeah and and, like they get passionate about and judge you for your decision on yeah and I'm like why can't it be yeah why can't people just do what they feel is right like I get being edgy anyways I'm gonna go down a rabbit trail but anyways I was just thinking about how it's kind of sad that we have to call these topics controversial and like have a conversation about it in this manner but and then also to point out like it's kind of funny because we talk a lot about how there's like gray in motherhood yeah and like it's one of those things where like you can fully vaccinate and not sleep train do decide to do baby lead weaning and then decide to spank yeah or you could uh, have your own vaccine schedule do baby lead weaning decide to sleep train and not spank like yeah, there's so yeah, many yeah. different variations that like take this information do yeah. what you will and create the parenting style that works for you yeah. like I know Bethany is breaking free from her like I have to fit this fit mold, mold. Yep. yeah like you can take and pull and do different mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too much of the episode ahead of time yeah. but anyways so yeah. that's that let's start with maybe sleep training yeah yeah so Maybe just with, like, why why is this one a controversial one? 
Well, first of all, I think sleep training gets such a bad reputation because the misconception of sleep training is that in order to sleep train, you walk into a room, put your baby in a pitch black room with a sound machine, you lay them down in a sleep sack on their back, and you walk out the door, and you do not go in there at all from 7 p.m. until 7 a.m. Yeah. And I think there are people who do that, again, to each their own. But I think one thing that I want to make sure um, we kind of touch on today is, like, sleep training goes back to last week's episode where yeah. I talk about what does it mean to be anti-vax. Mm-hmm. I was literally about to just say that. Yeah. I'm like, maybe we should define what sleep training is, but I'm like, sleep training looks different for everybody. It does. And I think sleep training is just, we could even just take that whole phrase and toss mm-hmm. it in the trash and just call it, like your sleep routine or your sleep strategy, maybe. But I feel like when most people hear sleep training, they probably think of the cry it out method, That is the cliche, yep. And with cry it out, it's literally your child just cries to the point of self-soothing is the goal. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I know for me, I kind of did, I guess I would call it sleep. I'm going to call it our sleep strategy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's good. It wasn't. Crying it out. Yeah. Um, and I think we actually did something similar. Yeah. But um, I had always thought that I would be fine with sleep training. Mm-hmm. But so many of your decisions as a mom change the minute you see that baby. The minute you're also like in the the thralls of right, it. You right, right. Because I also thought that I was going to vaccinate 100% with the schedule because yeah. my doctor said so. Yeah. And then it's like once you see that baby that you are responsible for nurturing and protecting mm-hmm. and loving and you don't want them to feel any type of way other than comforted and loved. Yeah. How do you let them cry? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, did you do this? First of all, did you do the same approach with Ayla and Archer? Yeah, I pretty much did the exact same thing with both of my children. So... I have always followed taking care of babies uh-huh. in her approach, which I love. Um, you can check her out on Instagram if you don't already follow her as a mom. But so for us, we kind of followed that approach. So I guess you could say we slept trained to an extent. Slept trained, is that the way to say it? Yeah. Um, so we, I guess you could say too, we did the cry it out method, but her approach is kind of like the pop in method. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you let them cry. What is it like five minutes? You pop in, check on them. And then you let them go like 10 minutes, pop in, check on them. 15 minutes, pop in, check on them. 30 minutes and then so on. Or you can kind of like restart that process. So we did that. And I will say, this is kind of like hard and sticky for me, but I will say for me as a person, and I don't want this to sound selfish, but I value my sleep so much. You're so selfish. I, like, if I don't get sleep, I am just not a happy person. I don't have energy. Like, I'm just always a person who has needed at least eight hours, if not more. How dare you rest? I know, right? So for me, when it came to, like, sleep training or, again, just, like, helping my children sleep, um, you know, it's not easy for me to, like, hear them cry, Um, but I don't like, you know, we have friends who, or I know other people, you know, hearing their child cry makes them very, very anxious. And, you know, they just can't, they can't stand it. They can't stand like hearing their child sit there and cry. Um, and it's not easy for me, but I will say I was a person where it never, it never caused a lot of emotion. If anything, it was just kind of frustration, 
Um, and again, I don't want that to sound like I don't care that my child is crying. Well, can I interject too? Yeah. Because as a mom, you know, you know their cries. You know a fussy cry yeah. from like a yeah. I need to be comforted yeah. cry, and sometimes that cry is just literally like. I don't want to take a nap right now. Yeah, yeah. And so I also think it's worth noting too that like if Ayla or Archer was actually in distress, like yeah. you know yeah. as a mom exactly. when to intervene. Yeah. And so, and part of that too is that for both of our kids, we kept them in our room until they were close to one. Part of that was just because of like house things and not having space to put them anywhere else. So they were always like in my room. They were close to me. So that, for me too, it was kind of like, I know I am in this room. I know they are not in harm's way. I know they are okay. I know they're just like tired. I know they want me, but I also know that they need sleep. So we did that. Again, I was just kind of saying it never, for me, and this is why we did what we did, but for me, it never caused that anxiety to the point where like, you know, I had to go and get them. And again, part of that too was like, I know that... For me, it was like, I know that they need to sleep and I know that they need to learn how to sleep. And you're training them for a bigger mission. Yes. It's not just like, oh, I don't want to cuddle with you or I want to yes. sleep selfishly, but it's like, this is the step that we need to take to get you sleeping independently yeah. because I value your independent sleep too. Yeah. And it's much easier to knock it out now and train you from day one yeah. this way than and, to... And it's like, I know that if I don't get sleep, like none of us are going to have a good day the next day. Yeah. You know, like if I'm not well rested... Again, I think I honestly, in a way, kind of put my sleep ahead of, you know, like my sleep priorities ahead of like their priorities in a sense. But like, I'm still valuing their sleep priority too by doing this. And I'm not saying moms that don't, you know, whatever. But they get naps. They have opportunities, yeah. first of all. And second of all, it goes back to one of our early ep- earlier episodes. Sleep is self-care. Like that, you have and, to do yeah. what you got to do to show up as your best self for them. And I, I know that there are some people who like don't need that sleep. Like they right. do fine if they don't get a lot of sleep. And so like you might be able to like go and get your child every time or have them in the bed with you. But like I personally do not sleep well even when my child is like in the bed with me. When they were very little, not going to lie, I slept with them like, you know, that first month or so. We both just slept better when we slept together. But by like that second month, third month, I was already trying to get them to sleep in the bassinet and things like that. And, you know, I don't, I hate to even say that I sleep trained because again, I think people think, oh, I sit there and let them like cry Cry and cry and and cry. Yeah. yeah. And no, we're, we, I think we just gauge it and we're kind of flexible with it, but we do do some sort of like sleep support is what I might try to call it, but I might be jumping the gun too much, but That is what we did with them. And I know every child is different, but I will say, and I'm not saying maybe it's credited to the sleep support that we'd use, but my children are both great sleepers. I was about to say that. They are great sleepers. And Archer transitioned so well from your room to his own room, from the crib to a big boy bed. Like, yep. Ayla, like, has been sleeping through the night. I mean, other than regressions and things since probably like seven months or so. And I can put her down in her crib and both of them were this way and they would just go to sleep by themselves. I still hear her. She'll wake up every now and then in the middle of the night, but I can hear she puts herself back down. And so again, I'm not saying, oh, you have to do this in order for your child to sleep well, but I I get great sleep and I get more than eight hours almost every night. And I don't want that to sound like, again, you have to do some sort of sleep training to do this. But for me, it was important that I was rested. I see how well my children sleep and that they get that 
however long, 12 to 15 hours every day. Mm -hmm. And I see like how healthy and alive and alert they are throughout the day because they get that good sleep. And I just know that good, like uninterrupted sleep is so important for them too. And again, I I don't want to sound like I'm being biased. I'm talking a lot, but it is something I'm kind of a little bit like passionate about just because like, I hate to see, you know, like so many people be like, how do you get your kids to sleep through the night? And I'm like, not that you have to do this every time, but I'm like, what I'm going to say is maybe not necessarily what you want to hear, right. but it's like, there does come a point where I do think they have to kind of learn to soothe themselves and to learn to like sleep without you. And I'm not saying that has to look like you sit there and let them cry for 30 minutes, but I think there are times where you do have to kind of step away and let them be independent mm-hmm. and like learn for themselves. And And I say that from a place of, again, my children sleep really well. I know when you're in the thralls of like, I'm not getting any sleep. You're like, this is impossible. And I cried so many times those nights where like, you know, they were crying and they weren't like going to bed and it's not easy by any means. But I'm just a little bit passionate about it because I see how well things work when they're great sleepers and I am sleeping well and so much of our lives flow out of good rest. And so I'm going to jump off my soapbox, but that's kind of what our experience is. And I am all for maybe not calling it sleep training, but just like sleep support or sleep encouragement instead of No, and I I like that. And I think we should make it the norm to switch that lingo. Um, Because first of all, a common misconception is that like people who do sleep training put their baby down and then they go have the time of their life. I think it's so important that we bring attention to you saying no I cried with them yeah yeah it's not it easy, easy to hear life. your baby yeah. cry and it's not it's it's like you have that goal of some you know it's just like a vaccine yeah I don't mean to yeah. keep relating the episodes yeah. but like if you decide to vaccinate your baby's gonna cry because that shot's uncomfortable for yeah. them and you're uncomfortable with their pain and you don't want to put them through pain but there's a greater purpose yeah there's a purpose for that pain yeah. same thing with the crying yeah um and again it's not like you let them go forever um, and I like that you mentioned how, you know, you got your comfort and you slept better yeah. with them in another bed. Some moms might sleep better with them in their yeah. bed. And if yeah. that is you, go for it. Yeah. Like, this is not anti-co-sleeping, yes. Yes. you know? like Again, I, I say all that because I'm like, for me, right. and that's the moral of every story. It's and that's the moral what we want to get across parts. to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Do you. And you, again, you, like Riley said, you might sleep better with them in the bed. But I know for me personally... I don't, my poor husband, I can't even cuddle with him. Like, I'm not like, I mean, I love cuddling with my babies, but I'm like, I, I just can't, like, I can't Mama have needs the person. Yeah. Other than my dog, which like sleeps on my legs all night. But like, I know I don't sleep well with them, like crawling all over my body at night. So it was kind of like, for me, I knew it was important for me to get them to learn to like sleep on their own because I knew that I needed my rest too. And I want to say something else, but I'm going to let you share your kind of story first before I... Are you sure? Yeah, because I think it might be like, I'm going to, if I share it, it'll skip ahead too much. Well, my... Hopefully I remember it later, though. (laughs) My journey is very similar to yours Mm -hmm. early on. Um, If you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I'm currently living in a very small apartment while we build our house, and so 
that weighs heavily into our training as of right now. Um, we also followed the taking care of babies, but mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I was not ready to jump straight into two minutes, five minutes, all yeah, that. Yeah. So we kind of tailored it to fit us. Mm-hmm. And one huge thing that taking care of babies does that has been a game changer. And I think this whole generation of parenting is that wake window concept. Yes. Oh um, my gosh. I love wake windows. <laughs> if you just put a baby down, like, okay, it's time for a nap using their sleepy cues and the wake windows that is a huge advantage to any kind of sleep support sleep strategy whatever you want to call it because you put your baby down tired and it's a lot easier to put a baby tired down Mm -hmm. than it is to put a wide awake baby who you're like i think it's nap time you know like so all that to say wake windows huge benefit i was not ready to jump straight into those longer stretches Mm -hmm. of time Mm -hmm. So I've tailored it to myself. Which is what everyone should do. And we started with 30 seconds. Yeah. Which sounds so silly because by the time you put the baby down and go (laughs) sit down, it's 30 seconds. (laughs) But that's what I needed. Yeah. And I'll say that every time we would double it. So 30 seconds. Then we wait for a minute. Then we wait for two minutes. Mm -hmm. We never went over like, I think our absolute max was eight minutes. Yeah. Which... Again, even saying eight minutes, that sounds so bad, but that's not even saying eight minutes of screaming. That just means eight minutes of her, like, just fussing or not being asleep. And yeah, yeah. and so um, I was actually really surprised by that because I was like, oh my gosh, like eight minutes sounds like a long time, but is it really? Yeah. You know? And like, um, it's also not recommended to start any kind of sleep support, sleep strategies until they're four months. And so that's when they're really starting to like just not sleep around the clock, but rather get those wake windows. Yeah. Yeah. And so we didn't start until honestly, probably closer to five months, if I'm being honest. Um, But we did that. We were very successful. She slept through the night at an incredibly young age. Mm -hmm. Um, It was wonderful. Yeah. And then I feel like with every other parent out there, every time you get something good going, yep. you hit a sleep regression, mm-hmm. you hit a teething, or, illness gets yeah. you, and it just sets you back yep. to square one. Yep. Um, so we had a wonderful journey in the beginning, but I will be completely transparent with you guys. I get less sleep now than I did when she was a yeah. newborn because <laughs> she's always been a great sleeper. Yeah. But now she's at the point where she craves that bedroom. She needs that independence yeah. and we just can't give it to her until yeah. our house is built because she's still in the room with you guys yes not only in the room but we literally are using the entire perimeter of that room with furniture so when i say she is right next to me i can't even get out of the bed yeah because we've actually rearranged the room since you've been there but we actually like if i want to get out of the bed i have to go over to connor's side or go get off at like the foot of the bed because she is right there and that's hard that's hard and It's one of those things right now where I have resorted to co-sleeping, not because, like, I'm like you. I sleep better when she's not there because when she is there, I'm so worried about keeping her asleep that, like, if I need to move or if I'm uncomfortable, I'm just dealing with it, you know? Yeah, Um. So, literally, she puts herself down for naps. She's a wonderful Mm -hmm. napper. She'll sleep for an hour and a half, two hours, once to twice a day, depending on when she wakes up in the morning. Yeah. Um... But she puts herself down so great, wakes up great. Even at bedtime, we'll Mm -hmm. put her down. She'll go to sleep. When we come into the room to go to sleep, she stays asleep. But there is something about 3 (laughs) a.m. And that girl wakes up and wants in my bed. And the thing about Indy is that she is either 
going to wake up at 3 a.m. and she's going to get in your bed and go back to sleep or she's going to wake up at 3 a.m. and you're going to try to let herself soothe and she simply will not have it and then at 3 30 when you finally give in and pull her in the bed with you well at that point she's awake so now she's crawling and she's pulling up and she's having a playtime so i have unfortunately caved and from Mm -hmm. 3 a.m to about 7 a.m we co-sleep yeah and i am very eager to get her in her own room because i i crave another night of her sleeping through the night but we're just kind of in a pinch right now so we're doing what works for us and and the thing too is that like and i you know, I had many nights like that too, where it's like, you know, I sit here talking about, I value my sleep. And so I, you know, I let them like sleep, they sleep independently and in their cribs and stuff. But there were nights where it was like, I value my sleep so much that I need to have you in the bed with me because Mm -hmm. I need you to go to sleep right now. And that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, we either, like, you're going to sleep in my bed with me or we're going to wake up and have a playtime. So it's like, if I want to sleep... This is what has to be done. mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so I feel everyone out there who is in a situation where maybe you can't achieve your ideal situation at the moment. Yeah. So just know you're not alone there. And I guess it's also me taking the opportunity to say it's okay if what works for you right now is not your long-term goal. Yeah, Yeah. And it's not too late. And it's not like, I mean... Things can still happen. Things can still be done. Like, you know, I just don't want to discourage anyone out there if you're like me and you can't make it happen right now. Yeah. Or maybe you're like, your child's like six months and you're like, oh, we've been co-sleeping this whole time. I'm never going to be able to get him in his career. But, you know, like it, nothing is ever finite, you know. And this is one of those times where I wish we had like another mom who does like co-sleep or, you know, because... I know that party's not necessarily represented. Right. Represented. I do that every time. Represented here. Um, we kind of have more of like a sleep training, sleep support approach. But, but... it's cool to see that it's different. You yeah. know, like yeah. we're both doing what works for us. And like my sister is really big in co-sleeping. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things where it's like she and her kids both find comfort together. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if you both sleep fat fine and well fell (laughs) if you both sleep fine and like it works for your family I'm like yes yes do it again I just come from like I know me and I know myself and I love my sleep and um so that's why we chose to do what we do because I'm like it's gonna be better for all of us if we just have our own beds and mommy gets her sleep and you know that sort of thing again to each their own right and so um what else did you have to add about sleep training earlier um I'm going to say two things. One was just on the wake windows. Again, I know there's like sometimes like, I know my parents would be like, oh, well, we never, we didn't even know what wake windows were. When same. We were my mom you know, said like, the same thing. There's like, you know, they're like, let the baby sleep when they want to sleep, you know? And I'm like, I get that. But again, I, I'm not trying to sit here and brag on my kids, but I'm like, they have such a routine. They know when they're ready for their nap. And for me, here's another part of that. Another reason I did decide to sleep support (laughs) is that I work from home with both of my kids. Mm -hmm. So I need for them to go down for their nap right away. I need to know know when their naps are going to be. I need to be able to put them down and they go to sleep because I don't have time to like... And you can schedule your meetings and your phone calls and you know like, hey, I can call you at 11 because my kids are down. Exactly. So that's just another factor in things like maybe you're in a spot where you're like, do I sleep train or not? Or what do I do? And just think about the different factors in your lifestyle. Again, that was a 
big thing for me was just that I needed to have that routine and that rhythm because I'm working and I'm at home. And so I need to have that stability. But maybe if I wasn't working, I would just nap with them all well, day if I could. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I have that flexibility. Yeah. So if I do now... Do I like to nap with her? No, because I like to use her nap times to for get me. Stuff. Yeah, um, done. <laughs> whether that's yeah, housework yeah. or a workout or you know, sometimes it's, it's a hot lunch. <laughs> scrolling on Instagram yeah. and yeah. And so yeah, I definitely waste naps sometimes, but <laughs> I like to not nap with her. But I do have the opportunity and the freedom and flexibility yeah. to if we get a bad night, I can nap with her. Yeah. yeah. And so again, mm-hmm. it's just looking at your schedule, what yeah. works for you, what you can do, and then also talking about like parents and stuff like it's one of those things um I don't think there's anything wrong with the way parents used to do things Mm -hmm. but we are learning more and wake windows have been so advantageous for us that that's something I'm like thank goodness those came around yeah yeah I'm not gonna argue with you on this one that they're I do think that you know my mother-in-law was talking about how she raised her kids to like nap in the car and stuff because she was an on-the-go person Mm -hmm. again you do what works for you, right? Yeah. And that's that's awesome. But unfortunately, I am not on the go very much. Yeah. I would like to be more on the go than yeah. I am. Yeah. And so those those routines are nice for us too. And so it's just, it's neat to see all the different parenting styles that all raise really good, like, yeah. I say good as if you could raise a bad child. But you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. all these wonderful, productive members of society who yeah. like, again, I say this all the time, like when I was teaching, I couldn't tell you who cried it out. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. tell you who slept yeah. trained, who was on the go as a baby, because it just goes to show that like, there's so many styles of parenting yeah. that can have favorable outcomes. Yeah. And I, I want to say two more things before I forget them. One is that I love the rule. I think it's, what is it, 80-20? So 80% of the time you're following their routine and like whatever, wake windows and nap times and everything. And 20% of the time, whether that's like within a week or whatever, you're, you don't have a routine. You can let them nap right. later or miss a nap or whatever. But just as long as like 80% of that time, they're still in that routine and rhythm. I just love that rule. Cause again, it's not like we're like, sticklers on like they have to nap at this time every yeah. day like we'll go out and get lunch and their naps will be late or sometimes shifted and so glad you brought that yeah, up. yeah I love I love that kind of protocol or whatever but the other thing I wanted to say is just that and I think this is why it can be controversial is that I remember this one time I just feel like this is one of those topics that obviously can get so heated and that's why we're talking about it but there's also, I feel like, just so many misconceptions about it. You and I have had this conversation before, but I just remember seeing something shared on Facebook or Instagram that was like something along the lines of, you know where I'm going? Yes. Something along the lines of like, I don't let my child suffer and cry at night. I, When they need me, I am there and I hold them because they're just crying out in the darkness for mommy and all they want is their mommy and I don't I let my child... One. Sorry, like no, from the fine. child's perspective, where it's just like, my diaper my is mommy. full, and I just need her, like, I just yeah. need her arms, and yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm sorry, I'm taking your thunder, go yeah, ahead. Got, well, I all, like, uh, that was some, along the lines of something like that in the post, but I vividly remember it said, like, I don't let my child suffer, mm. and what I just want to say is that, like, okay, so that person is saying that. I, as a mother, let my child suffer when I let them cry at night. Like, it's just one of those areas where I think people can, not that that person's intentions were to be cruel, but like, 
I was so affected and impacted by that because I'm it's like, because it's moms bashing you're other moms. Yeah, you're saying our biggest critics are each other. The words suffer. No mom would like. And some people might be out there, out there, and like, oh, if you sleep train, yes, you are letting your child suffer. But I'm like, I know my child. I am not letting them suffer. I know that they need me, and I'm not like consciously being like, oh, you're fine. I, I associate suffrage with Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. it's one of those things where it's like he suffered yeah yeah and so that word is not a light word yeah like and i don't mean to like mock like we were like oh mommy i need you it's dark i don't mean to mock that because i know that that's probably how they feel and i know like life is so different but but is it because i mean i don't think infants have the internal monologue that you and i have yeah now is it uncomfortable sure yeah could they have a wet diaper or be a bit hot or cold yeah absolutely they're human of course yeah but I think that it's like case in point, okay? Let's say that baby is crying and my mom, yeah. my Indy's Mimi, goes in and picks her up. She's comforted. So it's not so, like maybe she needed mommy specifically. She just But, but needed, it's just like yeah. they they might have been slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go back to the vaccines. They cry when you give them a shot. They cry if they don't get the color plate that they want when they're toddlers. Like there's so many things in raising them that are going to make them uncomfortable or make them cry. Or like, what about if you need to go run an errand and they really want mommy to stay, but mommy needs to get her hair done and check out for some (laughs) self-care. Like I feel like sleep training is made a bigger deal than all of these other circumstances where children cry. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think that's just kind of like what I wanted to get at was I feel like one with a lot of things in motherhood it's like I don't know just be careful of what you're sharing on Facebook and Instagram and like I know there are people out there who are like fully behind you know co-sleeping and that sort of thing and I'm like yes 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 but like but like but but do you need to like I don't know Put the other yeah, side down yeah. to make your point. Like, yeah. because there's nothing wrong with these conversations. There's nothing wrong. Like, you know, Bethany and I, like, the things that we do tend to agree on a lot of things or, like, do things similarly. Yeah. But the things that we don't, like, so, for example, vaccines. Bethany does some. She doesn't bash me for not. Yeah. I don't bash her for doing because we're both working toward the same yeah. goal. Yeah. And there's no, like, we have, like, she could tell me why she does. I can tell her why she doesn't. We don't take offense yeah. to that. And we don't make each other feel like a bad mom in the process. Yeah. It's like what, again, back to the vaccine thing. I love what you said. Like, everyone has their di- own um, convictions. And, mm-hmm. again, everyone has different families, different lifestyles, different children. We are different people as moms. And so... I would just say, like, don't be careful, like, what you're sharing and what you're saying because I don't think many moms out there, like, truly let their child suffer. But that was just something that still to this day, like, makes me want to cry because I'm like, okay, so do you think that I, because I do this, I let my child suffer? But I'm like, look at both of my children. They are thriving. They are energetic and alive and just wonderful and, like, but you're going to tell me I let them suffer. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm going to stop there because I don't want that to sound like I'm being but it's biased. Just, it's but... so easy to take offense to something like that, yeah. though. And like, I'm like, let's just do better as moms. And like, even as you share your opinion, yeah. though, you're over here saying this is what we do. Do what works for you. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do this. Like, yeah. it's like, I think we're also both so, um, what's the word? Like, courteous to the yeah. fact that we do things differently. Yeah. And it's like, I wish 
all moms yeah. would be that way to yeah. each other in all areas of raising children. Yeah, and again, that's like that's why we're talking about these things. That's why we have the motherhood. Is like we right. want more conversations that are judgment free, shame free. Like, let's just talk about it. And if like, you are a co sleeping mom, please be representation. Yeah. I want to like you know, that's, yeah. I love that you brought that up because. I think that's one thing that we're missing is that there's yeah, always yeah. that third representative, like yeah. the full-time working yeah. mom. Like, we need one more person. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, guys. So this is editing Riley and Bethany now. <laughs> and we realized that, again, we just totally talked and talked about a topic. And we really like the things that were said and decided that it might be best to turn this two-part episode into a little mini series <laughs> so we're actually going to go ahead and cut this one short here you've heard all about sleep training and kind of like our experiences so far with it we are actually going to take a break from the controversies next week because we have a really exciting mother's day episode that we really wanted to share mm-hmm. and we're not willing to compromise <laughs> to keep the series going so we will stop here pick right back up with mother's day next week and then you can catch part three of the Montroversy series. Montroversy, like it's a real word. Yeah, yeah. The Mom Controversy <laughs> series the week after Mother's Day. And we'll pick right back up with our take on discipline. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at the motherhood underscore moms. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube so you don't miss the rest of this series and any future episodes. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us, friend. If you felt encouraged by what you heard, please consider giving us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Unless you hated it, because like your mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And to officially join the motherhood, follow us on Instagram at themotherhood underscore moms. We always have ways to interact and we want to hear from you. Have a great week.